With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So, Matt, did you see that news story the other day about the guy who got blown up and he lost the left side of his body? No, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, he's all right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course he is. Yeah. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. (laughs) All right, everybody, here we are again. Matt, how you doing tonight, brother? Man, I'm good. Excellent. Good to be back in the graveyard again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It it feels like longer than it's been. I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah. It, it feels like longer than it's been. Um, But we're recording technically on a dark week. So if if you keep up with our dark weeks and our our times, and po- then you may kind of figure out when we're doing this and get a little behind the scenes of the... um recording schedule but there you go um so we technically won't have an episode the week we're recording it but we're still recording just so you know we still work on dark weeks um but real quick we want to say go check out the podbelly network at podbelly.com you can find some different shows to listen to we're proud to be members of the podbelly network so go over there check them out podbelly.com we also want to thank tonight's sponsors amc shutter and care of and we'll talk more about them throughout the episode um for more behind the scenes stuff go over to patreon.com slash graveyard tales you can sign up to become a patron and our $10 a month patrons, they get to see, like Matt likes to say, how the sausage is made. Um, they get to see the videos of the episodes. Um, they can see our T-shirt. So I've got a Bigfoot shirt. Matt's wearing a Nazca Lines shirt. Um, you can see our beautiful faces um, or whatever you would consider our faces. And you get to see stuff that I don't <laughs> cut out of the episode. Um that I normally would cut out of the audio episode. So you get to see a little bit of the mess ups and some, usually we have some stuff in the beginning before we actually start recording that you get to hear us kind of just jaw jacking back and forth about some personal stuff. So you get behind the scenes there. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's fun because we're, we're talking about what we're going to do on the show or, you know, tonight we're, you know, talking about buying hats. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. Know, you get to, you get to hear that conversation. Buying hats <laughs> and uh, my great grandmother almost blowing herself up, you know, I mean, just yeah. some crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, go over there, check that out. Patreon.com slash graveyard tales. 
And we have other levels, not just the 10, but we try to post one bonus episode a week where you can go over there and find some stuff that we wouldn't talk about on the main episode. It's different topics. It's funny stuff sometimes. It's stuff that may pertain to a main GYT episode, but not enough information to make a complete episode. So we put it as a Patreon. Um, So go over there and check us out and become a patron. All right, Matt. So let's take a second and talk about one of our longtime sponsors, AMC Shutter. Now, Halloween is great. As you all know, it's my favorite holiday. Being that it's so great, why should we only celebrate it once a year? That's why Shudder, the go-to streamer for all things scary, is pulling out the stops for halfway to Halloween month. I, I like that. I like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna start celebrating halfway to Halloween month. I guarantee halfway it. to Halloween. I love it. Yeah. So that means new premieres every week, all month long, including a new season of cursed films, exploring the facts and legends behind allegedly cursed films like Rosemary's Baby and The Wizard of Oz. And that's awesome because we've talked about that. Absolutely. I mean, that is fantastic. I mean, that stuff is just, it absolutely is enthralling to me. I love hearing those stories. Oh, I know. I know, and it's awesome that uh, Shudder is doing that. And they've got new movies like The Cellar starring Alicia Cuthbert hot off its premiere at SXSW, so South by Southwest, if you didn't know the SXSW moniker there. Now, with Shudder, you can stream supernatural thriller and horror movies and TV shows across all your favorite devices, and Shudder's streaming library has just about everything, from original movies like Hellbender, the Boy Behind the Door, and PG Psycho Gorman to the hit series Creep Show and the Boulay Brothers, Dragula. Yeah. And, you know, if you like the old classics, you're going to love Shudder. I mean, they've got the best collection from all around the world. And this month, they've got favorites like Candyman and Evil Dead, along with those hard to find titles like The Devil's and Toby Hooper's The Fun House. And, you know, Amanda and I love it. And now that Brooks has gotten into horror movies, uh, he probably watches it more than we do. Uh, yeah. Um, he, he's gone back and he's he's watched the originals of some of those classic horror movies like Friday the 13th and Halloween. You know, he, he, he loves all of those movies. And, you know, these were things that when he was growing up, we'd go to the costume store every Halloween and he'd be like, who's that? Who's that? Who's mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Now he's old enough. He wants to see the movies that those costumes were from. And and it's fantastic. It, and, you know, we, we love it because none of the girls like horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're like Adam and me and you want to celebrate Halloween more than once a year, then you gotta go get Shudder. It has everything supernatural, thriller, and horror, and we can't get enough. And we think you're gonna love it too. Right now, you can stream your first 30 days of Shudder for free. Go to Shudder.com and use our promo code GRAVE. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R dot com with our code GRAVE. G-R-A-V-E. That's right. And Shudder 
after the first 30 days for free is only $5.99 a month. So it's an amazing deal to get everything you get. But if you haven't signed up yet, A, you really should. And B, you should use our code so that you can get your first 30 days of Shudder for free. All you got to do is go to Shudder.com, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and use our promo code GRAVE, G-R-A-V-E, probably the most apropos code that they have, Shudder.com, code GRAVE. Now, Matt, that's all that I've got for the intro and the housekeeping and stuff like that. So why don't you tell us, what are we talking about tonight, brother? All right. So tonight we're, we're going to talk about a topic that, um, you know, Adam told me uh, earlier that this is this is something that Ashley really digs. She mm-hmm. she gets into. Um, so she's she's probably been hoping we'd be we would do this for a while now. Mm hmm. Um, she's listening and critiquing, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we've talked about, um, other methods of, you know, predicting if the future, learning some things about yourself, um, you know, getting, getting an idea of the direction your life has, is going, um, like astrology, uh, tarot, mm-hmm. things like that. Tonight, we're going to look at another one of those. We're going to dive into numerology. Yes, sir. And, you know, first off, I want to say, you know, this is a a really broad topic. I mean, there is a lot when you start looking into numerology, it it really gets deep and you can get lost in the minutiae of this. But we did not. (laughs) we yeah uh we we are we have always said we are the cliff notes version of a lot of these things Mm -hmm. and that holds true tonight we're going to touch on it we're going to just you know talk about how it came about we're going to go into uh a little bit about how it works but we're going to give you some really interesting details about numerology and how it's applied um but we're going to leave a lot of stuff out. Oh, so sure. if, if you guys have, have done some, some study or research of your own into numerology and you're like, wait a minute, you know what? They didn't talk about this. No, we probably didn't. Um, but we're going to hit a lot of the high points so that you've got a really good base, uh, about what numerology is and how it works and we're kind of whet your palate. That's so right. To speak. That's right. And and then, you know, give you some some links to go and continue the research if it's something that really interests you. Because honestly, out of out of all of these things that we've mentioned about, you know, trying to see into the future a little bit or get an idea, um, to me, numerology is probably one of the easiest ones to do yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of guides. Uh, online to figure out, you know, how to, how to take these numbers that are involved in your life and find numbers that are specific to you, um, and, and charts that will give you interpretations. You know, even Adam, Adam, at the beginning of, uh, before we even started recording, he said that, you know, numerology doesn't click 
for him that you know the tarot makes much more sense Mm -hmm. and you know that may be the case but you know if astrology seems a little out there for you or if the tarot just there's there's too much involved with the cards and the meanings and everything then numerology may be right down your alley right so and for those of you that are more numerically inclined it probably true clicks better with y'all than it does with me i'm just not a numbers guy i'm a hands-on guy that that's why i married an accountant you know i mean (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's why she's into it It she spends she spends every day just looking at numbers and then you know that they become your friends they do (laughs) they do and like matt said there's a lot um to this we could do many many four-hour episodes if we were going to try to cover everything but that's not how we do graveyard tales um right but we're gonna basically do the like he said the the numerology guide for dummies here um (laughs) that's a good way to put it and uh even in in my notes here it says if you want to get real down into the nitty-gritty go see a numerologist somebody that you know does this for a living or or does it as a big part of their life they can help get down into the nitty-gritty where matt and i probably will not go tonight so like we always say go check our sources and we'll have a lot of sources down in the show notes of this episode so that you can go and continue that research that we're not going to touch on um so this may be the episode that you need to go into the sources down there and continue where a lot of others you may not but go down there bottom of the show notes check our sources Um, and i'm going to mention a couple sources as i go through my notes here Um, but much like astrology numerology holds that your birthday says something essential about your personality Um, more broadly adherents of numerology believe that numbers and the associations between them are mystical and meaningful some people believe they can be used to predict the future others consider numbers largely symbolic mm-hmm. so depending on which path you take some believe it can it can tell you stuff about your future or it just tells you about you not necessarily yeah. your future but it just explains you or explains your past in a way yeah i think a good way to cons- to, to think about this is that it may have some insight on the path that your life will take. It, it It's not necessarily, you know, hard directions or, right. you know, firm predictions. It's more of a, of a guidance mm-hmm. where it says you will most likely do these things. You will most likely enjoy this or you would pair up with somebody that has these traits or these numbers associated with them. You're right. You're a 12 and you go great with a six or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's don't take that as fact. I don't know, but we'll, we'll get into that here shortly. Yeah. Now you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, being, being a, a two and marrying a 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that, but I'd say I'm more like a four, maybe. And you yeah, know. you know, I, I'm 
I'm gu- I'm guilty. I went up. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's everybody a, that. a new uh newer country song out that I actually find funny. He goes, um, try to keep my wife from figuring out that I married up and she married way, way down. <laughs> and when it comes on, I sing that to Ashley and I nudge her. I'm like, don't tell my wife that <laughs> she married down. <laughs> uh, now, skeptics will argue that numerology is a pseudoscience. Um, but Matt, what, there's been a lot of things that we talk about that's considered pseudoscience Mm-hmm. Or can the scientific community or skeptics, actually cynics, in my opinion, say there's no no way this could be true, yet there's a lot of evidence to the fact that it's true. Mm-hmm. So take this with a grain of salt when they call it pseudoscience. But they say that numbers in and of themselves can't confirm meaning beyond their actual numerical value. Now, they say that investigations into claims of numerological ability have found no evidence of genuine psychic ability. Still, the practice has many modern-day fans, including some gamblers who use it to choose lucky numbers at roulette tables and other um, gambling things there. So, I mean, if if you're into numerology, that would be a good place for it, Mm -hmm. would be gambling. (laughs) <laughs> put put it all on 14 yeah you know that's i don't even know what color 14 is it could I be red know. or black i don't know i don't know i i never played the roulette wheel i don't know i stick with uh blackjack or slots yeah now this is from an article by a lady named Catherine hurst and she's a believer and and practitioner of numerology linked down in the sources but I thought she had a, a a simple, a more simple explanation for a lot of these things. So I wanted to read what she said about it because it, it makes more sense than some of these other sources and books that you would go to that, for me, not being a numbers guy, hurts my head. This actually made sense to me. So I, I kind of went with this. She says, in simple terms, numerology is the study of numbers in your life. You can uncover information about the world and also each individual person by using numerology. Numerology is seen as a universal language of numbers. Now, numerology can look incredibly complex, and there are so many different types of numerology that you may not even know where to start. But if you are familiar with astrology, then you may know a little bit about numerology already. It's similar in quite a few ways, but uses a different method to get the information and insights. It uses numbers instead of Mm -hmm. the stars. Now, she says that numerology is the idea that the universe is a system, and once broken down, we are left with the basic elements, which are numbers. These numbers can then be used to help us to better understand the world and ourselves as individuals. Now, to break in here if you look at it like that then that pairs up with a lot of actual what scientists would consider scientific processes because a lot of astronomers and all that they say that math is the universal language and that everything can be broken down into math yeah right 
So I, to me, it falls in line. Now, a lot of these scientists would say I'm making a leap that I don't need to make or that I'm stretching what they're saying. But if they're saying you can explain everything through mathematical equations, then why not through numerology? Yeah. Yeah. You remember the TV show numbers? Did you ever get into that? Uh, a little bit. I remember it, um, but I, I didn't like wasn't a diehard fan of it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I liked the actors that were in it. I thought it was a well put together show. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing about it is. You know, the writers were able to put together a show where they were using actual math to help solve crimes and yep. and and the like. Um, but you know, it, it was, it was Hollywood. Sure. So I'm, I'm sure there was a little bit of stretch, but there was legitimacy behind the math that was presented on the show. And, and it, and it was a good example of how math can be used to solve problems. Even when you look at it and think math has nothing to do with this. It, it, In the grand scheme of things, math has everything to do with everything. Right. You know, in some form or fashion. And I know when you're a kid and you're in school and you hate math and you're like, I'm never going to need to know all this. And the reality is you absolutely 100% do. Right. You you don't necessarily need to, you know, have an in-depth background in calculus to live your life, you know, but. You know, you, you've got to have at least a, a basic knowledge of, you know, mathematical properties and how it works. Because I, th- I told this to the kids the other night. I said, you know, they were, ta- they were trying to figure out some word problems. And, and then I finally just said, listen, you know, because, you know, Brooks was like, why? This, this makes no sense. Why do we need to know this? I said, because life is one giant word problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. So much of what you have to figure out during life, you will use math even when you don't realize you're using math. Oh, yeah. So so the idea behind it, I I really like because I see it. Mm -hmm. I I see how math plays into so many aspects, even the the ones we don't even realize. So the the idea that math could be used to or, or numbers could be used to predict or to at least, um, you know, guide how you operate through, through your life. I I can really, I can really see it, even though, you know, Adam was saying it it was harder for him to see. It is. um, But, you know, that's just the way my brain is wired. Uh, I get the principle behind it. um, And I I understand, especially like what we're talking about now, you know, I, I understand that. It's just, I'm not a numbers guy. And so it's harder to, for me to figure it out. If someone explains it to me and figures it out for me, I get it. And Mm -hmm. I, I I understand that. I just have a hard time figuring it out. But, um, this goes on to say that by understanding that everything in the world is dependent on and can equate to numbers, a numerologist can take multiple elements of a person and break them down into meaningful numbers through various methods. The meaning of numbers can be uh, can then be used 
to help us to better understand the world and ourselves as individuals, where you can discover insights about your purpose and personality traits by working out things like your life path number, expression number, and heart's desire number, among many others. So, I mean, it's like that, what was that test that we did the other day? Um, it's been a few months, but, you know, it tells you whether you're a, a one, a two, a three, a four. Oh, yeah, that 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 big, long personality yeah. assessment thing. Yep, and yeah. I forgot what I am. I've got it down somewhere, but um, when looking into my number and your number, it actually came and said that, we work well together and our right, our yeah. personality types work well together and we create things well together. And I was like, okay, I, I get that. And that to me is a form of numerology. It's breaking it, you down into a number. It certainly is. It certainly is. I mean, and, and most people have, you've taken one of those quizzes before, um, mm-hmm. even if it was just a little simple one in the magazine you know, yep. you've done it for yourself and, and you've and kind some of thought, companies do it oh. for new hires. Yeah. Well, I mean, what the, the NFL does it. Yep. You know, and I mean, cause people talk about, oh, they, you know, they scored such and such on this and yep. on the personality right. index or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're, they're assigning a player, a number, you know, yep. that's more than the number that's on their Jersey. Right. Um, right. You know, to kind of get an idea of what's this person's work ethic like. Mm-hmm. You know, are are we gonna have are we gonna have some difficulty down the line because he's not gonna get along with other players or coaches, um, you know those kind of things, and they've been doing that for years. Oh yeah, yep. Now let's kind of look into a brief history of numerology, and this says where numerology came from and how it came to be is somewhat of a mystery, like many ancient philosophies. Now, Egypt and Babylon are where the earliest written records of numerology are said to be. Always goes back to Egypt. I was just fixing to say, just like we (laughs) said last time, it always goes back to Egypt somehow. Um, Now, other evidence shows that numerology was used thousands of years ago in Rome, China, Greece, and Japan. And all that makes sense because you're looking at some of the societies and cultures that had some of the best thinkers the best minds out there Mm -hmm. that we're aware of and it could come from way way before then too this is just the records that we have Mm -hmm. Um, but this may be going from as far back as when we first developed a number Mm -hmm. we started using numerology Now, modern-day numerology is normally credited to Pythagoras, who was a Greek philosopher. You know the Pythagorean theorem. Um, He's he's credited with modern-day numerology. Although it is not known if he invented numerology, he had some theories behind it, which took numbers to a completely different level. These theories are now the reason behind Pythagoras having the credit for modern-day numerology. Now, Dr. Julian Stinton was actually the person who came up with the name numerology. He also brought recognition and awareness to it in modern-day times. Now, there is not much else known about the whereabouts of numerology, um, where they started, where it came from, and all that, but it has become popular 
uh, in today's society and is used in many different ways. Like we were just saying, it, it's in a lot of things that you may not think this is numerology. It's probably numerology like you like that online quiz that we were talking about. You take that and you're like, oh, I'm I'm a six. Well, it's basically numer uh, numerological theories and theorems that you're using. Now, this is this comes from uh, a website that you probably never guess what the name of it is, but it's <laughs> numerology.com. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, right. Um, this says that numerology can be used to find direction and meaning in your life. It can also be used for forecasting to see what kind of energy will be influencing you in the future. Many people even use numerology as a resource when naming a child or a business. And that's something I didn't think about uh, before doing this research is if you're into numerology, you could probably use it to name your kid based on their birthday and all that for the, the best name for them, basically. Now, the numbers present in a name impact its overall personality and potential. So some will put great intention into choosing a name that brings the desired result. So it, it, each letter is assigned a number. Your numbers are then added up to find a personality. So you can figure out if your name fits your personality or maybe yeah. maybe if you're named Adam, you really should be named Jacqueline or something, and that's the name that fits you best. You know, yeah, I can't imagine calling you Jacqueline. I can't imagine being called Jacqueline. I'm glad it's Adam. <laughs> now, this goes on to say that your birthday is made up entirely of numbers. Even the letters in your name correspond with specific numbers. Like I said, there are numbers in your age, your address, your phone number, your paycheck. They're all around you and within you. So the most direct way that they affect your energies is from your very own numerology chart. The numbers in your chart, like your life path and other core numbers, influence you in very personal ways because they are derived from your birth date and full name. Yeah. So when when Adam mentioned earlier about um, if this really, really interested you and you you wanted to see what it meant to your to you then finding someone that practiced numerology was your best bet. And what they do is they will create what's called a um, a numerology portrait, which is similar to the astrological natal chart that we discussed in, in that episode. But a numerology portrait is your personalized guide to life. It reveals your strengths, your weaknesses, and who you could become. And the emphasis there is on could. Because mm -hmm. it's not a predictor necessarily, and it's it's not a this is what's going to happen because this is how the numbers lay out. It it's just kind of a a guide or general suggestion. Okay, right. it it kind of it shows what your potential could be. So some people refer to it as a as a mystic cheat sheet, you know. But yeah, unlike the natal chart which uses the exact time and place and day of birth to calculate 
um, your your portrait. Numerology is a bit simpler. A numerology portrait, which is also, as Adam mentioned, a numerology chart, consists of only six numbers. Three numbers calculated from your actual date of birth, your birth number, your life path number, and your attitude number. And three numbers pulled from the letters of your name, your soul's urge, your personality number, and your power number. And we're, we're going to touch more on that a little bit later, but that kind of gives you an idea of, you know, it, it's definitely not as complex as astrology, um, but this is something that, you know, you could potentially do yourself. Yep. If you're um, numerically inclined, then you could figure that out. So let's go back to Catherine's article and notes here. And she says that how numerology works is actually quite complicated. Um, and if you want to get down into it, it requires a master numerologist to provide the detailed and accurate readings. But like Matt was saying, you can do the generic general numerology yourself or just take up numerology, study it and become a numerologist. I mean, if, if that's what you want to do and you're uh, numerically inclined, do it. Now, though you can easily find your life path number and things like expression, personality, and soul urge numbers using basic calculations, she says, it is the way that these numbers work together that needs to be interpreted properly. So you may have right. trouble interpreting it yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, the, she says the idea behind numerology is that the cosmos and your life is affected by your birth date, your birth name, and many other factors surrounding an individual. In this way, there are great depths that a numerology forecast can provide. Consequently, it can provide often astounding insights about somebody. It's believed that there are no coincidences in the universe, that your name and birthday affect the journey that you will take and your characteristics in the same way that some look at horoscopes and astrology to interpret signs and destinies. So that kind of maybe clarifies a little bit what we were saying about um, the astrology part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is to me, when you start looking at it, it does kind of remind you of horoscopes. Yes. Yes, it does. It does. I mean, and the really the only thing I ever do with horoscopes is read old ones. Yeah. Because I want to see how accurate it was. Right. I, I've always felt like with horoscopes, and it would probably hold true with numerology too, um, that if if somebody plants the suggestion, mm-hmm. then you can subconsciously make something happen. Absolutely, now, yeah. I'm not talking about, you know, oh, you know, you shouldn't go outside because a rock's going to fall on your head. And then, you know, you're out there and, you know, you go, I'm looking out for rocks. And then, you know, you make a rock fall on your head. I'm not well, talking about that. Well, some people could. Some people can <laughs> yes, manifest those thoughts, you know. Yes, you could. But, you know, what I always like is. A topa you know, rock. You know, I'll look at I'll look at a horoscope and it'll be like, you know, you know, to, today you should really, you know, try something new because it's, 
you know, it's, it, you know, the, the moon is in this house and the, you know, you're, you know, so take a chance and, you know, try to learn a new skill or something. Then you look back and you go, well, that's exactly what I did the other day, you know, mm-hmm. or, or somebody said something, you know, that's what I like. You know, it just, I don't really look at one and then think about the day or the week or the month ahead. Right. You know, I, I like to go back and look and go, did this fit? Right. And, and, and sometimes to be honest, I'm, I'm guilty of making it fit. Sure. I mean, I think we you all know? are. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, it reminds me of that. I love Lucy episode where she gets into horoscopes yeah. and we actually watched this the other night because Ashley's favorite show is I love Lucy. So we were watching it the other night and she reads Ricky's horoscope and tells him, you know, you're fine today. You can make business decisions, whatever. So he leaves the house and then she goes, oh no, that was yesterday's paper. Oh, and she no. gets to days and she's like, Oh, he can't make any business deals or do anything today because he'll get hurt or something. So a phone call comes in and she picks it up. She says, no, he is not going to come see you because he's supposed to go to the barber. She says, he can't come see you today. It's not a good day for him. He'll come tomorrow. The answer is no and hangs up. He comes back to the house and says, did did we get a call? Because I'm expecting a call from a big producer today and he's wanting to run a piece on me. And she's like, oh, no. And yeah. So it just reminded me of that because she screwed up his whole future <laughs> with uh, by reading with, the wrong horoscope. Yep, exactly. Um, now, let's look at the single digit numbers, because we've talked about the numbers and the fact that they can be used in determining your life path or or personality traits or whatever but we haven't talked about the actual individual numbers so let's talk about these now we got to look at single digits first then we'll look at double digits but the single digits it says the foundation of numerology is the single digits one through nine because they are the basis of every other number any number can be reduced to a single digit by adding up the individual numbers it's composed of for instance the number 17 reduces to eight because one plus seven is eight. Right. The number 231 reduces to six because two plus three plus one equals six. Right. So it says by studying the unique meanings of each one, each digit one through nine, a numerologist can then read the larger meaning of any other number. Now let's take a quick look at the meaning of each of these digits one through nine. Now, number one it's independent, goal-oriented, and innovative. Yeah. And and so with number one and with number one showing up a, as a predictor for you, um, you know, things like uh, you, you feel healthy, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually healthy. Um, you can look at uh, success in, in your professional life whether achieving a higher position or getting a raise. Um, You know, it it indicates maybe sudden changes in your life, not necessarily positive, possibly negative, but they will eventually be for your own uh, own betterment. Um, You know, everybody's had that, you know, something bad happens to you, but you actually, uh, it, it, 
in the long run, it it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps you learn something about yourself or someone else. Yep. Um, but it it it, uh, it talks about controlling fear and anxiety. Um, you know, co- making better connections. Um, you know, if if you're a student, then it, you know a a one uh, as a predictor can um, can mean it's going to be a really good year for you. Um, you can achieve success and, uh, you know, and, and advancing your education forward. Um, and that's just, that's just touching the surface on all of the things that are associated uh, with the number one. Right. Um, now let's move on to number two and number two, it's intuitive, it's unifying and it's influential. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with number two, you're you're looking at things like um, uh, improving your personality, finding uh, new friends, and strong networking. Uh, creativity um, is is really uh, focused around the number two. Um, uh, writing, speculating, creating, any of those kind of things. Um, the number two is is a positive sign for those type of individuals. Um, so if you have a two um, in, in your, uh, in your primary numbers, and then you do kind of a predictor chart, um, seeing a number two uh, lets you know, Oh, well now may be a good time um, for me to work on my relationships with, you know, my family, specifically the female members of my family. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if I if I plan well for this year, then I'm more likely to achieve the goals that I set for myself. So those are the things that are associated with the number two. Um, and you can kind of see each one is a little bit different. And it and it doesn't necessarily tie you to these numbers, but it's just kind of giving you uh, that guide. Right. Right. Now, number three, number three sounds exactly like me. And I. I and you'll see why it says communicative, artistic, and charming. That's a hundred percent me. Although I've mm-hmm. never seen a number three come up in any chart that we've talked about, about me. So I think they're getting it wrong because I'm communicative, <laughs> artistic, and charming. So with number three, three has a lot to do with, with financial gain. Okay. Um, using three or having three show up as a predictor. Um, it would be a positive month or year for financial gain. Um, you know, there's uh, an influence from the planet Jupiter and each one of the, each one of the numbers are influenced by an astrological body. Um, going back, number one is influenced by the sun. Number two is influenced by the moon. And as we said, three is influenced by the planet Jupiter. Um, but, um, you know, when you're, one of the recommendations is this would, if you had a three coming up for the following year, that would be a good time to start a business um, or, or launch a new product or, you know, complete, you know, and, and plan and complete a new product. Um, This is when you'd have the highest chance for a promotion in your job. Um, But it also says you have to be very careful when, you know, with a number three, 
when you're dealing with contacts in business agreements or contracts, because it can lead to trouble like, you know, legal litigation, things like that. So that's what's associated with the number three when you when you see it as a predictor. And when I say a predictor, what I'm referring to is that, you know, you're, you know, if you're at a numerologist and they're telling you, hey, for this upcoming year, I'm getting the number three a lot. Okay. A lot of the things that we're looking at, you know, and then you've got a three in several positions in, you know, your numerology chart and threes coming up for this following year for you, you know, now would really be the time for you to do these things. So that's, that's how these numbers are, are let out. Now that's a rudimentary explanation, but at its core, that's what it's talking about. Right. Right. Now, number four, uh, moving right along is practical, loyal and service oriented. Yeah. So Neptune uh, is affiliated with number four. Um, it may be time now for buying a new home, uh, getting married, um, m- married couples. It's, there's a good chance you might have a child this year. It would be a really good time. Um, I, I don't need a number four this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it says that, uh, with a four predicting the following year, it's probably not going to be the best time for a love affair. So if you're starting a, you know, a new relationship, you may run into some, you know, some troubles. You, you may have some pitfalls along the way if you're trying to build a new relationship. But for established relationships, um, the number four is a really good sign. Okay. So number five. Number five corresponds with curious, adaptable, and social. Yeah, so things you could expect to happen for you in the in a year where five becomes uh, one of your predictors. Um, new friends, you know, new uh, maybe just those people that were acquaintances may become closer to you. Um, traveling abroad is, is a good idea and it may just happen naturally. Um, communication will be improved. Um, this is really important for people that work in the media or production, um, such as actors, uh, radio personalities, journalism, uh, photography, uh, those people can see a lot of benefit from having a five show up uh, in predicting the next year for them or or even the next month or week. Um, so, you know, so let's say if Adam and I did this and a lot of fives were coming up for us, that would be really beneficial for the show. Uh-huh. You know, we could expect to see maybe an increase in listenership or you know, maybe we get a new sponsor that we had been hoping to get something like that. Um, maybe a TV deal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Graveyard tells the TV show. It's like space balls. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> Graveyard tells the breakfast cereal. Graveyard right. tells the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone to plaid. <laughs> but it also says with number five that imagination and memory power will be improved. So I, 
I don't know how that kind of throws in with the rest of these, but it's just, I don't know. It's stuck don't right know. there at the end. Hey, you know what? Uh, what planet is five? Five is controlled by Mercury. Okay, and Mercury in astrology is a strong planet for analytical skill, logic, and relationships. Ah, ties in. So number six and number six, Matt did a, a crude um, chart for me before we started and six came up uh, mm-hmm. for me. It's supportive, protective and romantic. And I told him, I said, I think Ashley might disagree with the romantic part, but she definitely agrees with the supportive and protective parts. Yeah. So, Adam, um, what we talked about, I don't I don't remember if we said I, well, I may have told you this already. But um, understanding all that, what planet do you think six would be associated with, especially if we're talking about love? Uh, Love would make me think Venus. Exactly. Ah, So, okay, cool. Venus in astrology is the planet that is associated with glamour, beauty and wealth management as well. Um, So things you could expect to happen in the following year. Um, is your relationship with your spouse will improve. Um, it's really good for couples uh, with romance and married couples conceiving a child. Um, so in no that, kids. in that respect, <laughs> we got one. We're good. <laughs> so we said, so let's say your predictors come out like four and six. Um, both of those numbers are affiliated with um, a strong year for, uh, closer connections with, you know, with couples and, and childbearing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you see that, you know, that might be a positive sign if you were thinking about starting a family. Um, but six is, is also, uh, a good year for businessmen who are in the industries of jewelry and maybe perfume, you know, you, you associate jewelry and perfume with gifts for women that's you know that's what that's what advertising would like you to believe so Mm -hmm. you know when you think about those things you think about valentine's day mother's day those kind of things and so you know having a six show up as a predictor for the people in that industry would be a very positive thing Um, but it's also a time for unexpected surprises so something you know may come along that you didn't expect that was a really good thing like the birth of a child <laughs> all for some people it may be <laughs> <laughs> look you know both you know adam's got one and he's like i got i got i got all i can handle right now mm-hmm. you know i got five and the reason i have five is because i didn't want six Okay. Yeah, right. You had a lot so of fours and sixes us, come up. We're like, eh, we don't really want to see a lot of fours and sixes coming up for this yeah. next year. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> All right, so number seven. And number seven corresponds with the spiritual, curious, and analytical. Yeah, and so uh, number seven is governed by the planet Neptune, which is uh, also responsible for mystery and creation. Um. So it's, it's, it's a number that you, you, people always think, you know, Oh, lucky number seven, come on. Seven's always been associated with luck. However, we're looking at 
numerology, it doesn't always mean that. Um, usually the number seven will indicate difficult times for businesses and maybe your job. Okay. It also says avoid taking high risks. So maybe that, maybe that stock that you've been looking at that you want to invest in, maybe it's telling you it's not the exact time to do that yet. You know, something, something may not, may not be kosher and it's telling you, mm, hold on to your money. It's probably it also, why in several cultures, seven is unlucky. Yes. Yeah. And, and that is true. You know, there, you know, when we look at, you know, Western culture, seven is, is a lucky number, but that's not the case when we uh, look in other cultures. A lot um, of Eastern cultures believe seven is unlucky. Yeah. And, and, you know, for these reasons, seven indicates that you shouldn't make hasty and quick decisions. Um, it says that uh, regular meditation can be helpful. Um, it says you shouldn't indulge yourself in unnecessary debate and discussion. But it also says that you should try to devote your time in gaining more knowledges of occult science, like numerology. <laughs> <laughs> but also healing techniques, you know, like like Reiki, um, hypnosis, those kind of things. Acupuncture, um, maybe. Yeah. Again, it it deals with the mystical, you know, and and those things all kind of fall under that category, and those things that are very firm and analytical, it may not be the best time for those. Right. Now, number eight. Uh, number eight is ambitious, karmic, and enduring. Yeah, and so number eight is governed by the planet Saturn, and that's also uh, a number of occult and mystery, and Saturn is known as a judge in astrology. So things that also you- Also known as the hula hooping planet. The hula hooping planet. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if it was like, yeah, eight is associated with rings and all this stuff. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, taking it too literal, guys. Come yeah. on. But with eight as a predictor, um, it's good for uh, your observation power. Okay, so you know you should notice an improvement in your ability to, uh, you know, investigate and notice and discover. Um, your judgment of people and situations will be highly suspicious but accurate. Okay. Um, but you, you also could be affected by a severe injury or accident. Um, stress, debate, and anxiety may be a problem in your professional life. But it also says that you should take advantage of looking at inward at your own health. Um, recommendations, if eight is a predictor for you for the upcoming year, it says you should consume lots of water, juices, coconut, green leafy vegetables. Um, it says, don't expect help from others, especially from family and friends. Um, that's not necessarily a negative thing. It's just kind of telling you, um, maybe you've got family or friends that have, are dealing with their own issues and they're not going to be available to you, right. you know, in the upcoming year. Not like maybe they have been in the past. Um, but it says you need to become independent and rely on your own resources and judgment. So, 
like we said, these these are not saying this is what is going to happen to you. It's just a guide so that you're kind of thinking in that direction so that when those situations arise, it, it gives you a little bit of forethought in, into how you could or should uh, react or approach that situation. Right. Um, and the eight made me think, nothing to do with this but do you know why six was afraid of seven because seven eight nine seven eight nine yeah <laughs> you said eight and first of all it made me hungry then i thought of the it's like the uh i won the sandbox you know i do the seven have you ever seen that huh bert and ernie you know it's like let's play a game you know ernie says I'm going to say I won the sandbox. Then you'll say I to the sandbox. And we go back and forth until Bert says, I ate the sandbox. Bert, you ate the sandbox. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. So we're on number nine, and this is the last of the single digits. Um, yeah. Number nine is awakening, tolerant, and supportive. Yeah. And uh, number nine is governed by the planet Mars. Um, and Mars is responsible for the leadership quality in guiding the human masses. So what would you expect, you know, knowing that um, it, this year should be full of competition, success mm -hmm. and speculations. It's a good time for fulfillment and completing your new projects. And it's a good time for organizing yourself, um, whether it's your home life, uh, whether it's your 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 work you know getting things organized you know so they work better for you um it says success and competition will prevail throughout the whole year uh, it says you will get name fame and honor by society then that, that sounds like a fortune you know that sounds it like does, something i'd yeah. open up in a, after you know eating way too much uh mongolian beef or something <laughs> right um, yeah it's like, oh, man. Yeah. It's like you just set the world record for eating all this, you know, mushu pork. <laughs> <laughs> but it does say you need to control your ego. That's probably hmm. that's probably good advice for any number, you know. I was going to say um, it's good advice all year. But you can expect high chances of unexpected financial gains from uh, lottery inheritance and maybe other passive income. Um, so, again, you know, we're we're talking about these numbers as a guide and, and there's a little advice here when it comes to um, using these numbers as predictors. It says, don't try to become perfectionists in every area. It says, be, be better at activating new pro projects and things like that. Don't overindulge in, in overthinking and being suspicious of people in situations. So, you know, if you're looking at it, it's like, oh, well, it says I, I need to be more focused and and I, and I don't need to jump in and make risky decisions. I don't need to, um, you know, get into big debates and things like that. You you don't have to overthink this. OK, right. It's just a guide. And it says uh, it says you don't necessarily need to trust the people and situations, but instead Listen to your own heart and what it tells you. So somebody's telling you, just like with a horoscope and, and, and Lucy telling Ricky, 
you know, oh, you you can do this today. You can't. And then she's like, I'm all wrong. Bottom mm. line is, is if your heart tells you it's right, if your intuition tells you it's right, then it's probably right, regardless of what the numbers say. Right, right. So we went through the single digits. We need to look at the double digits now. And this says, though the single digits get most of the attention, there are a few double digit numbers that are so impactful that they are often left in the original two digit form. These are called master numbers. Right. And there are only three of them. There's 11, 22, and 33. Mm-hmm. And Matt, when we were looking at my numbers in the beginning, my birth year adds up to 22, right. which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but says they are especially spiritual numbers that can have a tremendous impact on a person's life path and overall purpose. Now, number 11 is enlightened, receptive, and charismatic. Number 22 is disciplined, capable and successful and number 33 is nurturing altruistic and wise yeah now this says you may also hear about karmic debt numbers in numerology and they are double uh double digits like 13 14 16 and 19 and having these in your numerology chart can indicate lessons that your soul must learn in this lifetime so that that's interesting that's a um, that kind of brings in reincarnation mm-hmm. into it because if you're saying my karmic debt numbers, these are when you think about reincarnation, like we talked before, your karma depends on how you're reincarnated or what you have to do during your next life. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at your karmic debt numbers, then maybe those can explain why. You were incarnated in this form to do these things and the the things that you need to do to clear your karmic debt. Yep. Okay. So you've listened to all that and you're like, Adam, Matt, that's all great. You know, sounds good. How the hell am I supposed to put this to use anyway? (laughs) Right. Guess what? I'm going to tell you. Okay. And again, you can follow this link. This link will be uh, in the show notes so that you don't have to try to remember it or go back and re-listen to me talk and write it all down. So I'm going to go through it fairly quickly, but understand you can go to this link and it will explain how to do this. Okay. This is from astrology.com. Okay. And this, uh, this describes how to find your six, um, your six major numbers for your numerology chart or profile. Okay. So we talked about it. We've got the, the your soul's urge, your personality number, your power number, your birthday number, your life's path number, and your attitude number. Those are the six important numbers for you. How do you find them? Well, this is how you do it. And it's relatively easy. It's just you just have to know um, what the formula is. So let's start with your soul's urge. Now, the example in 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 this article is the name Frida Kahlo. It's F R I D A K A H L O. Okay? She is a painter, I think from Mexico. Yeah. Um it, it, you you would know her work if you saw it. Yeah. So so Frida Kahlo is the example here. The date of birth is 7 6 
1907. Okay, so July 6, 1907 uh, is her is her birthday. So to get the soul's urge, you take um, you add up all of the vowels of her name, and this is how you do that. So you you take the I, the two A's, the the A in Frida and the A in Kalo, and then the O. And you use their position in the alphabet to assign their numerical value. Okay. So the I is number nine. A, of course, is one. And you have two ones. And then the O is the, is uh, a six. And the reason that the O is a six is because it's the 15th letter in the alphabet. And the 15 reduces down to six. Five plus one. Right. Okay. Like we talked a little bit ago, you add all the single digits to create a single digit. That's right. So, you know, again, we're, you keep it simple. You know, you're, you're not going to get, you know, these big, huge numbers to deal with. You get, you, you work everything downward. So that comes out to be 17. And again, we're going to reduce that even further. So we're going to say one plus seven equals eight. So Frida's soul number is eight. Okay. That's how you get there. Your personality number. Okay. Your personality number is done the same way, except you add up all the consonants in her name. So for for Frida, you would have F-R-D-K-H-L, and that equals six plus nine plus four plus two plus eight plus three, which is 32. And that um, that goes down to three plus two equals five. So Frida's personality number is five. Okay. Pretty simple. And again, like I said, you can go, you can follow this link and you can see this all written out and you can do it yourself. Now the power number. Now to get your power number, it's even easier. You take your soul's urge and your personality number. Okay. And you add them together. So her soul's urge number was eight. Her personality number was five. That equals 13, which we reduce to one plus three equals four. So now her power number is four. Okay. Uh-huh. So moving on birthday number. Well, how the heck are we going to find the birthday number? How would you think we're going to look at carefully. the day Frida was born July 6th. So Frida's birthday number would be six. Okay. So you just take the day, uh, the day you were born and that would be six. Now, of course, if, like me, I was born on the 21st, okay? So my birthday number is three, okay? Mm-hmm. Two plus one. All right, now your life's path number, which is one of the more influential numbers. So if you ever talk to a numerologist, they're going to talk a lot about your life's path number. Now, to get the life path number, we add her whole birthday up. Okay, and that's Adam referenced this earlier. So July 6th, 1907 would be seven plus six plus one plus nine plus zero plus seven to get 30. So three plus zero is three. So Frida's life path number is three. Uh So your birthday number, most people would would hear that and they think, oh, your birthday number, we're going to add up all the numbers. No, that's your life path number. 
your birthday number is still just the day you were born. Right. Okay. Now, the last one is your attitude number. Now, the way we get the attitude number is a little more complex, but we're going to add up her birthday month and day. And Frida was born on July 6th, which is seven plus six. That makes it 13. We'll reduce the 13 down. One plus three is four. So Frida's attitude number is four. So Frida's overall numerology portrait is eight, five, four, six, three, four. Okay. With the, the last four being her attitude number. And you see right there, the four appears twice mm-hmm. in this. So that is a really strong number for her, you know, so seeing multiple fours, um, would indicate that those attributes to the number four, uh, would be very significant for her, you know? So we're looking at, you know, organization, honesty, and hard work. Okay. Um, you know, as a painter, you know, that, you know, it, it's not an easy, uh, career path. You right. know, we see a lot of really talented artists struggle and they have to stay dedicated, you know, to find some type of level of success. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's, that's it. That's, that's how you do your own, uh, numerology chart or profile. And then you can take those numbers and you can go to countless websites to apply those numbers and to see, you know, whether it's, we're looking at the following year, we're looking at the next week, you know, we're looking at something that happened in the past and you take those numbers and you can add additional numbers to them. Like the year that you're looking at the year that you're developing that chart, all of those things. And they help guide you in that direction. So, right. It's, it's pretty cool. And, you know, this is something that, you know, not everybody's got a tarot deck. You know, not everybody is going to have the knowledge to take and and make an astrological chart. But I think everybody can do this. Yeah. So that's why I said, you know, I like this. I like it because everybody can do it. Interpreting it is going to be more difficult, but you can at least get a. A, a ground level profile for yourself or for someone else. Mm-hmm. And that would be kind of cool. Some, you know, I would, I would say do this for your, your partner, you know, do it for your, your spouse, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And, and see how close does this fit for them? You know, does this, yeah. you know, because a lot of times, you may see your own personality is something totally different than what other people see. You know, you, oh, yeah. you know, I know, oh, yeah. I know a lot of people that think, Oh, well I'm this and I'm that and I'm whatever. And other people are like, yeah, not really. You know, yeah. I, I, I see why I'm you a think great that. person. I'm friendly. No, no, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've known a lot of people like that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Let's get into a little bit of more fun stuff, okay? We're going to we're we're going to wrap this up with some fun, okay? Not that the other stuff hasn't been fun. But we could sit here and talk all day about how to do this and what it would mean and how to interpret it. 
Um, but let's look at some things where other people have applied numerology to things we all know and how, um, how it plays into it. And one of the things that, that I knew had a ton of numerology was the, the Bible. Right. I've heard a little bit of this, and to me, this is the fascinating part of numerology to me. Yeah. When somebody else does it and then explains it to me mm-hmm. and shows me how that worked out, that's the fascinating part. Me doing it, not going to happen. Yeah. But <laughs> somebody else doing it and explaining it, I, it's fascinating. So this is another aspect of numerology. You know, this is almost combining numerology with symbology. We're, we're going to use these numbers, um, not arbitrarily. We're going to, we're going to use these numbers because not only does it indicate, you know, at base value, how many of something that total uh, has a meaning set behind it. For example, the number one, the number one is used in the Bible to symbolize the unity of the one God. For example, in 1 Timothy 2.5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the, ma- the man, Christ Jesus. So there you're seeing the number one, you know, used in reference to God and the fact that, you know, the, the Christian Bible teaches that there is the only the one God. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at the number three. Now, the number three symbolizes the trinity and and that's that's not a the idea of a, of a holy trinity is not exclusive to the bible i mean there are numerous other religious cultures that have a you know a trinity a godhead so to speak um but in the bible the number 3 symbolizes god the father god the son and the holy spirit and three often stands for wholeness uh, or completeness. And you'll see this in the Ark of the Covenant, where three things were placed. The Ten Commandments, Aaron's staff, and a jar of manna. Um, you also find it in the three gifts of grace, faith, hope, and love. Okay? You also see in the, in the story of Christ's birth, the three wise men the three gifts. Um, So you'll see three show up a lot and it symbolizes that wholeness. The, the, you know, the Trinity of God united into one God. So that's what three symbolizes. Now the number four symbolizes God's work and universal truth. In Revelation 7, 1, it says, And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor the sea, nor on any tree. So, again, angels, the winds, the four corners of the earth, um, that number four is being used to symbolize God's work. Let's jump to number seven. Now, number seven... uh, you know, seven is a very polarizing number when it not only with numerology, but, you know, throughout multiple cultures, as we mentioned before. But seven is probably one of the most important numbers used in the Bible. 
it symbolizes spiritual spiritual perfection, um, which does not symbolize how I'm speaking tonight, uh, <laughs> fumbling <laughs> over words. But if you think about it, the entire creation and rest, where in Genesis it says God took seven days to create the universe. Now, we didn't talk a lot about double-digit numbers um, when we were talking about what each number represents, but in the Bible, double digits, um, d- double digits have other meanings, like the number 19. Now, that implies God's perfect order, 10 plus 9, okay? Eve was mentioned 19 times in the Bible. The house of Israel had 19 kings before the northern kingdom was taken, things like that. Now, the number 40. The number 40 is also very common in the Bible. It represents trials. Okay, the story of Noah. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. Mm-hmm. Um, in the story of Moses, God punished the Israelites for 40 years to wander the wilderness. Uh, Jesus was tested in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Okay, they're all associated with, you know, the trials and tribulations um, that were that were told in these biblical stories. Okay. So. Let's, and when you hit age 40, everything just seems to be kind of a <laughs> trial and a tribulation. Getting out of bed in the morning is a trial. <laughs> trying to, yes. trying to see to put batteries in something is a trial. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It all makes sense now. I, all right. I see it. All right, Adam, let's take a second and talk about one of tonight's sponsors, Care Of. Now, you've heard us talk about Care Of before, and we love what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Because Adam and I, we're we're both kind of health-oriented, and as we've gotten a little older, taking supplements has become a part of our daily routine. Kind of a necessity. But sometimes it becomes really difficult to know what do I take? How much do I take? Is is this going to help this problem I have? Is, is this good for this goal that I have for my health? And you really don't know. Well, listen, Care Of takes all the guesswork out of that. So, you know, if you can carve out time to take care of yourself every day, whether it's taking your morning vitamins like Adam and I do, uh, and packing, you know, a water bottle to, to take to work so you make sure you get enough, or just taking a few minutes to meditate, you can take a few minutes and take the quiz that Care of provides to figure out what supplements are right for you to meet your health goals. Right. Now, Care of is a subscription service that ships high-quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. You you take the short, in-depth quiz about your health goals and lifestyle and get personally tailored recommendations based on your answers. You can stick with what Care-of recommends or you can change up your pack anytime. And Care-of products are made from good-for-you, clean ingredients that are backed by the latest science and research so you can feel good about what you're putting in your body. That's right. And, you know, the thing is, a lot of times you see 
oh, you know, just go on and take this quiz. And I, I mean, I have been guilty of this too. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. How long is this going to take? I promise you, this is not going to take long. It's not super hard questions. Uh, when we did it, I'm sure Matt was the same way. You actually kind of had fun doing it because it makes you think about the goals you actually are setting for yourself. That's right. I I didn't think, or like, are you are you worried about your heart health? You know, are you worried about sleep? You know, and you're kind of thinking, you know, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. And and it helps you. Right. And so the cool thing is they don't have just vitamins and supplements, but they have like protein powders and things like that. So depending on what you answer, they'll set up a a little menu basically for you and it'll show you all the vitamins or the supplements that they recommend, plus any protein powders or energy powders or anything like that that they have. And like Matt said, you can remove something if you're like, well, I kind of don't really want that or... I get that in something else, so I don't I don't want to take the extra vitamin D or, or whatever it is. Um, or you can add stuff. You're like, hey, I want to add this protein powder to my order every month. And I love it. Uh, one of my goals is sustained energy because I usually have a crash in the middle of the day. Um, and so that was one of the questions I answered. Hey, yeah, I, I'm interested in keeping my energy level up because, like Matt said, the older you get, the more sleepy you get. So, <laughs> like, need something right. to help the energy. So, you go on, you take the quiz, they set it up, and they send it directly to your house in these packs so that every day all you've got to do is grab a pack, rip it open, and take your vitamins. And it's so much better than the way I used to do it where I had eight to ten bottles on the countertop and Ashley would kill me because they were everywhere. I wouldn't always put them back like i should and they'd just be sitting all over the counter this i've just got one little box that i reach in and i pull my pack out it's got a daily inspirational quote or something for you to do Uh, i remember one was text a friend or family member with emojis that you never used and i'm like hey okay that's actually kind of interesting i'll do that so i texted ashley and then got the weird question mark back like what are you doing i said my (laughs) care of pack told me to do it i did the same thing it's funny it's great (laughs) so if you want to join the care of family here like matt and i have and simplify your vitamin and supplement taking and and clean your bathroom cabinet out like i did and get it down to just one little box then you can do that and you can get 50 percent off your first care of order all you've got to do is go to takecareof.com T-A-K-E-C-A-R-E-O-F.com and enter our code GRAVE50, G-R-A-V-E-5-0. Yeah, that's right. 50% off your first care of order. And all you have to do is go to takecareof.com and enter our promo code GRAVE50, G-R-A-V-E-5-0. All right, so um, so moving on to our next topic. No, I'm 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 kidding. I know you've all been waiting for this. So <laughs> I, I left it for the end on purpose, and so most of you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about the number six. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's probably one number that everybody wants to hear about when it's referenced in the Bible. So the number six represents the fallen nature of man. Okay, God created humans on the sixth day. And of course, everyone knows the number 666 is referenced to Satan. But we're talking about numerology. So there's got to be more to it. You know, it's just not arbitrarily assigned a number and just like, yeah, that's it. 666, that's the number of the beast. Moving right. on. Could have no. easily been 222. <laughs> right. No, it, it, yeah, or anything. Now, according to the guys from Number File, there's a lot more. Now, it turns out what you see in the book of Revelation, where the writer refers to 666 in an apocalyptic vision isn't entirely what you get. Now, put simply, 666 is being used as a code and not a very subtle one. So if you are alive and literate at the time of the New Testament, this is what you would have understood. The text was originally written in ancient Greek. Okay, Numbers are written as letters, and that is also true for Hebrew which is the other main language of the original biblical text. Now, for small numbers, the first letters of the Greek alphabet, alpha, beta, gamma, are represented one, two, and three. But then, like in Roman numerals, when you want to form bigger numbers, like 100 or 1,000 or a million, they're represented by their own special combination of letters. So what that means is every word in Greek, has a numerical value. So what does the number 666 mean when you translate it out using the Greek alphabet? You want to hazard a guess? Adam, have you ever heard this before? Um, I have sounded dumb enough this episode. I'm not going to try to guess and <laughs> sound even dumber. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I thought maybe that you had come across this at some point. But nonetheless, I may have, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it may sound familiar when I get to it. Now, given the hatred of the Roman Empire of the time and particularly, particularly its leader, particularly, ne- yeah, Nero, uh, yep. who was considered especially evil. And, and many historians have been looking for references of this in the biblical text, which it's, you know, it wasn't written in a vacuum. Okay, you know, the the stories in the Bible aren't exclusive. That's not all that was going on. You know, there were other things happening at the same time, you know, historical things, cultural things. And the Bible was a product of its time. You know, it, it was greatly influenced because of what was going on in the world. And Nero had six fingers on each hand. Did he? No, I don't know. Shit, you, you, said, you said that like you knew something I didn't know. I was impressed. I was like, oh, man. No, I'm just thinking, you know, six and Nero, and I'm just trying to figure out how it correlated. I was, I was like stunned. I was like, dang. Yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> when, you, when you look at the original text, and you'll, you'll see that the letters 666 
are actually written in Hebrew, which places a higher significance on numbers, meaning uh, than the Greek did. But the writer was very clearly trying to say uh, that the number 666 is a reference to Nero. And sure enough, if you translate the Hebrew spelling of 666, you actually spell out Neron Kaiser, N-E-R-O-N-K-E-S-A-R, which is the Hebrew spelling of Nero Caesar. Hmm. Now, if you take the alternative spelling of the number of the beast, which has been found in several early biblical texts as being written 616, you can translate that out as being Nero Caesar. And no one at the time wanted to write a book that said the root of all evil is Nero Caesar. Sure, you'd get yourself in trouble. You'd get yourself killed, you know. Yeah. Or worse, tortured for a long time Mm -hmm. and then killed in some horrifically painful, brutal manner. Okay? You're not going to just say that. No. But you, if you put it into a code like this, then you can say it and spread that message that, you know, Nero is evil and, and he is our enemy. Pretty fascinating. I, mm-hmm. And I, I know there, there's probably dozens more interpretations of what the number 666 means, but this one here has been the most logical one that I have ever seen. Okay, it it really makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. You know, so when when you're when you're you know picking up a couple of energy drinks at the gas station and it total comes up six, 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 don't panic. You know, yeah, right. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) Man, if you're if you live in the south, you have been behind an old lady in the grocery store. Or somewhere at the gas station, and their total comes up to six sixty six. They will either buy something else or not right. buy something. Right. We've all seen that happen. That's right, because they associate it with the devil. Right. And it's right. not. It's 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 more or less associated with Nero, who was evil. Um, and he was. You know, I don't think there's a lot of good things you can say about Nero. Yeah, but like you said, there's other interpretations as well. Yeah. Um, I, I do remember now vaguely, um, that you talked about it, seeing something that referred to Nero and six, six, six. Um, but I, before you mentioned it, I couldn't have recalled that. Yeah. So let's, let's round out this show with something that I, I found and it, it was, it was one of those things where you. I told Adam, I didn't tell him about this. So this is new to him. I wanted his reaction. But when I read it, I went like, well, I'll be, you know, I mean, it's just one of those weird little things. You're like, somebody had a lot of time on their hands. Okay. Mm -hmm. But um, this is just historical events that had some, you know, numerology aspects in, and how they played out. Now, this article I got this from, it goes into a lot of detail that I absolutely did not understand, but <laughs> I understood this part. Okay. I understood so, enough. So in, in contrast to predictions that are based on 
you know, arbitrarily established significant numbers. There are predictions that stem directly from a reference point when the numbers of a certain form of self-importance um, are present. Now, these numbers are added to the original date of the event um, to come up with additional numbers that reference subsequent years. This will all make sense in a second, I promise. Okay? And you can repeat these operations and the result gives you a chain of dates. Okay. Now for the people the for these people that we're going to talk about, the starting point is typically the year of their birth. Okay. For example, Napoleon, Napoleon the first was born in 1769. One, seven, six, nine equals 23. Napoleon was promoted to captain and founded the French Republic in 1792. Okay. 1769, the year of his birth, plus 23, 1792. Okay. Now, this example um, is striking because of the fact that at this point, we're dealing with two types of events and we're seeing a number that is repeated to give us two significant dates, okay? It doesn't necessarily mean that anyone had predicted this, okay? But they've gone back and looked at this and said, okay, so if we take 23 and we add it to the year of his birth, what happened that year? And this is what happened, okay? This was a very significant event in Napoleon's rise to power. Okay. So the repetition continues. So as we said, Napoleon the first was born in 1769, making his number 23. Uh, He founded the French Republic in 1792, which you get from adding 23 to the year of his birth, 1769. The Battle of Waterloo, 1815, which is 1792 plus 23. Okay. So essentially his demise 23 years later. Yeah. Okay. It's wild. Now you also get that with um, Napoleon the first, born in seventeen sixty nine, promoted to captain in seventeen ninety two, which equals nineteen seventeen ninety two. The birth of Napoleon the second in eighteen eleven, seventeen ninety two plus nineteen. Huh. Yeah. So you begin to see how this works. You're looking for repetition. You're looking for patterns, okay? And you can tie those to major events, okay? Now, it gets all convoluted, but again, you're kind of seeing the connections here. Where it gets crazy is looking at Napoleon III, who was the last emperor of France. Napoleon III finally recognized as an emperor of France in 1853. He was born in 1808. One plus eight plus zero plus eight, 17. Empress Eugenie, born in 1826. One plus eight plus two plus six equals 17. Napoleon III married Eugenia in 1853. One plus eight plus five plus three, 17. 
Yeah. He was overthrown in 1870. 1853 plus 17. Huh. Okay. I mean. that, that That's the kind of. Uh, path of numerology that I find the most fascinating yeah. is the patterns in numbers like that of important or memorable moments yeah. or times. It it almost it's almost that thing where you see the same number all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the clock and it's always this time or, or something. Yeah. Um you wake up and it's the exact same time every night or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Think about it. Um, you know, the witching hour, you know, 3 a.m. Where does that come from? Okay. There's it's numerology. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, I mean, that's where all of this comes from. It may not be termed that, but that's what it's based on. You know, there's an affiliation, yep. a connection with the numbers, but real quickly, uh, before we, we end in the show, Let's look at two other similar, quote unquote, Napoleons, Benito Mussolini and Adolf Hitler. Now, Mm. we look at Mussolini first. Born in 1883, you take the one plus eight plus eight plus three, and that equals 20. Now, he was in Switzerland in 1903, um, which is 1883 plus 20. Equals 1903. Supreme dictator of Italy in 1923. That one's easy to do. 1903 plus 20. 1923. Mussolini's overthrow in 1943. 1923 Hmm. plus 20. So, you know, 20 recurs over and over again. Now let's look at Hitler. Okay. Born in 1889. One plus eight plus eight plus nine equals 26. It was Lance Corporal in the First World War in 1915, which is 1889, his birthday, plus 26. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually take that out from 1915 to get 16, one plus nine plus one plus five, and you can you get 16. Now, the formation of the Nazi party in 1931 will take 1915 and will add its number of 16, okay? And that gives you 1931. And then we can take that, 1931, 1 plus 9 plus 3 plus 1 is 14. Hitler committed suicide in 1945, 1931 plus 14. Now, this is what you would call a progressive vertical row. This is all the stuff that I don't really understand, but that's how they come up with the formulas to do that. Benito Mussolini, where we see the 20s repeat, that is called a repetitive vertical row. Hitler's is progressive because we're taking these events and then we're taking the new year and adding it together to come up with a new number that is affiliated with the next event in his, you know, next major event. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's done. Like I said, very convoluted, but extraordinarily interesting in how these numbers keep repeating and 
they correlate to other events along their life's timeline. Okay. Right. Right. And, you know, try that. My, my thought was try this yourself. Okay. Take major events in your life. Start with your date of birth, with your, the year of your birth and see how, where does that, you know, where does that go? You know, if I took, I was born in 1974. Okay. So if I take one plus nine is 10 plus seven is 17, I get 21. Okay. Mm-hmm. My birthday, January 21st. Okay. Yep. All right. So if I look at 21 years from 1974, um, that's going to be 1995. Okay. 1995 is when I graduated college. Okay. So, you know, you'll, you can go from there. You can take either the, um, the 21, we'll add it to 1995. So let's do that. 1995, 2005, 2015, 2016. I'd have to look and see what, if anything major happened to me in 2016. Okay. Yeah. But I was going to say, I'm going to have to do that, uh, to mine. Cause I, I would have to spend some time looking back. And trying to figure it out. So, you know, it, and again, you know, I, I could potentially reach and find something that happened to me in 2016 and I'd be like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. You know, maybe not. Okay. Um, I, none of too bad. It's not 2017 because that's when we started the that's show. True. That's true. But you know, in the same respect, I could take the year 1995 and add that together and, and see where that takes me. Um, mm. that would be like Hitler's, which that, that's that progressive vertical row. Um, you know, you, you can, you can find easy guides to do this stuff for yourself or your friends or your family and, and see what you get. Chances are you're not going to, it's not going to line up and be perfect, but again, it's interesting. It's interesting yep. on how these numbers kind of play out. You know, I, I was, when I did it for my birthday, I was like, Wow. Okay, that that it just so happens that the year of my birth adds up to be the date of my birth. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool. Okay. Um yep. so you know, take that and run with it. Let us know. I mean, that you know, you if you've got some cool little series that adds up from, you know, your your personal numbers, you know, drop it in the Facebook group and let everybody know. I mean, I think that would be awesome for for people mm-hmm. to do and be like, hey, check this out. You know, this is kind of crazy. You know, I did this or my child was born here. And then this many years later, the, you know, a second child or this is when yep. something major happened in my life. Um, I was thinking about that. I'd be interested on how many people listening have that, you know, uh, kind of a numerical run like that. Sure. Yeah. But like we said, the one of the best places to do that is in our Facebook group. And if you haven't. If you're a listener of the show and you haven't jumped in there, I promise you won't regret it. It there's a lot of fun that, that happens in there, you know, a lot of jokes, a lot of dad jokes. Um, but there's also a lot of people that feel safe enough to share their personal experiences, whether it's paranormal or um, you know, they saw something and, you know, they they don't feel like talking about it anywhere else. The graveyard is a safe place. You're not going to be made yes, fun of. Is. You're not going to be called a goofball or a nut job. Um, everybody just wants to hear these really cool stories. 
And uh, you could also find us on other social media, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, just go and search Graveyard Tales. And then you can slide over to our website, which is graveyardpodcast.com. And on our website, you can listen to the show. You can find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise. And you can become a patron. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, um, we you know we try to offer some some different content, some little extra content for those people that have donated heart their hard earned money to help support the work that Adam and I do. And and we yep, think we're we recording thank another that. one tonight. That's right. That's right. We've got more more on the way. Um, you know, I think we we probably put out at least three or four a month. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a it's a lot of fun and it's different stuff. Um, but we do like to thank everyone that has donated to the show. So, Adam, I think that's all I've got for numerology. Um, right so much more, but hey, you know, an hour, you know, hour and a half into this, you know, hey, we've covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm, we have. <laughs> so until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon.